0: Real Estate Agents Exiting the Market. Let's have a look. Good morning everyone. Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Got my morning stein of coffee and before I get into work on Monday, I thought we'd have a look at this article that was shared on a video I uploaded. This is about John McGrath of McGrath Real Estate fame, who sold his last remaining property. Okay, now that's a Big deal for someone in the real estate game. You see, all of these agents, someone shared another thing with me a few few days ago. It was an agent talking up this fantastic opportunity, these three buildings you can buy. And, and you just think, well, if if the agent is saying you have to buy now because prices are going to go up, why aren't they telling their sellers to hold off a little bit because prices are going to go up? Or why aren't they investing in it themselves and then selling it in the future? It's funny. Funny how that never seems to happen, isn't it? So John McGrath, the man once dubbed Mr. Real Estate, has quietly sold his last remaining property asset. The prominent real estate figure has reputedly offloaded his harborside side penthouse for an estimated 8.5 million. However, for a man who is known to demand loyalty from his staff, Mr. McGrath did not use any of his own agents. Of course not, that's just for us plebs to use. Instead, the off-market sale was done through Talisman Falshaw from City Living. When asked about the sale of Mr. McGrath's property, Mr. Falshaw said, because of a confidentiality agreement, I can't really talk about that. Mr. McGrath, 55, bought the split-level penthouse at the northern end of the pier at Walsh Bay for 6.95 million in 2011. The sales agent said McGrath's Edgecliff Agency, so, that's the agent. Okay. The three-bedroom, four-bathroom apartment, which has views of harbor of the Harbour Bridge, comes with a private 18.5-metre marina berth. Not bad. Not bad at all. The sale of his last real estate holding comes at a particular bad time for Mr. McGrath. On Friday, shares in his listed real estate company, McGrath Limited, of which he owns 22%, were trading at $25. Sorry, twenty-one point five cents, down almost ninety percent since it listed in twenty fifteen at two dollars and ten. That is a shocking crash. You know, maybe this this here should be a sign of the market's confidence in the real estate sector. Not all the the hoopla that we're seeing in the news and the media, the people spruiking their super fantastic courses or you know, guaranteed always to make money. The market is telling us. The market never lies. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, market lies all the time. <laughs> but is the market lying this time? A ninety percent cut in McGrath. What's that tell what would that tell you about the you know fortunes for this real estate brand and the entire sector? Mr. McGrath. The company's executive director is paid $550,000 per year. So just a little bit more than potato regulators. Just a little bit more than potato. I'm still annoyed about that, guys. So last month, the company uh, realized its results for the 2018-2019 fi- financial year. McGrath suffered a 17% slump in revenue to $82.7 million, down from $99.1 million in 2018. Well, there you go. I wonder if there were any day traders uh, making a profit on that. In February of that year, the Herald revealed Mr. McGrath had a $16.2 million gambling debt to the Thomas Waterhouse-run betting company, William Hill, Australia. Okay. Okay, wow. That is insane. That is a problem. When you rack up a debt that much. So, in some regards, I I actually kind of feel a bit sorry for him now. Because if you're getting into that deeper debt over gambling, someone else is wrong in your life. Probably not that happy. This would be the biggest debt ever in gambling history by a single person to a single company in Australia, said one industry insider at the time. The notoriously private real estate figures' debts came to light as prospective wagering wagering companies did their due diligence during the sale of William Hill, which was eventually purchased by BetEasy. When previously asked about his gambling debt, Mr. McGrath responded by text saying, I can assure you that I'm neither a large punter, nor do I owe any funds to anyone. Okay, so what's the difference? Is the due diligence wrong, or is he telling a fib? After the story was published, Mr. McGrath was forced to address the issue after shares in his company were put into a trading halt. Well, there you go. That, that would just destroy your confidence. Mr. McGrath released a statement to the Australian Stock Exchange in which he said, Like many Australians, I enjoy a punt. I have a credit account with a bookmaker for this purpose. The account is not secured by or otherwise connected with my shares in the company. The account is well within my means in the context of my net wealth I'm in full compliance of the terms of that account. I've never and ne- would never let what I might choose to do in my personal time impact upon the company. 16.2 million. 16.2. Just put that in perspective, guys. Wow. However, the real estate Supremo is enjoying a more successful run of the track. His horse, Cuba, which he owns via the Joy Luck Syndicate, won at Randwick on Saturday. And his star horse Dreamforce is one of the favourites for the upcoming one million dollar Epson handicap. Okay, fantastic. So he's doing better on the horses. That's that's concerning, but you know, good on him if that's how he chooses to to uh, spend his money and help stimulate the economy. But just remember, that's where a big chunk of those uh, real estate commissions that are going through McGrath are going. So let's have a look at a you know a little bit more about about McGrath. We'll have a look. So the results, the shares are down now 88%. So this is from August. So it's a bit out of date. This is down even further. So the revenue fell, net loss after tax of 15.6 million, including a 3.1 million in impairments. So this is from the Motley Fool. Earnings before tax um, EBITDA. E by ITDA. Whoa, a loss of 101. Uh, diluted loss per share is 9.33 cents. And no final dividend. So Nothing is looking good there. Sales volume in the Key Sydney market down 21.9%. So we're seeing all these good things about the real estate sector. But here we have a listed, well-known, not so you know, respected brand in the industry that is serving, you know, a higher end of the market. You'd hope, or at least at least that's what they try and portray in the quality of their fit outs and their marketing material. But they've got a loss per share of 9.33 cents. Their revenue is down. Another net loss. 21.9% sales volume decrease in the Sydney market in 2018-2019. So, guys, come on. Am I the only one that's concerned? So, the Sydney-focused real estate agent blamed the weak results on challenging residential property markets over the fiscal year, with McGrath reporting sales and volume prices were down 17.5% and 6.9% respectively over the fiscal year. In Sydney, its CEO suggested listing volumes were at a decade low, or down around 30% on historic levels. McGrath earns fees on property sales and its rental role primarily, with the tough conditions meaning its work to cut costs and win market share is (laughs) through a rocky period. On the outlook, CEO, Jeff Lucas commented, notwithstanding market conditions, we've seen improve buyer sentiment in recent months. This sounded the bell for property market stabilizations, along with APRA's easing loan serviceability criteria and subsequent interest rate drops, all contributing to the bottoming of the residential sector. However, Further interest rate reductions as as welcome as they may signal a challenging midterm economic outlook. So here you go. Here's again. People are arguing that there's a bottoming of the sector. A bottoming of the sector. Or they're hoping for it. They're hoping for it. Let's have a look here at the chart. We can see. I mean, let's look at five years. I mean, there you go. I mean, look at that. It's almost a crypto IPO, isn't it? It's not a good sign. Not a good sign. So guys, let me know what you think. Am I reading too much in the results of this one company? Or is this an indicator of where things are heading? Or really, how Sydney is sitting? I'm still confident that we're having a dead cat bounce in these markets because I can't... Maybe it is true. Maybe Hong Kong and Chinese money, due to the social issues that are happening over there, is stimulating the market at the moment. Maybe people are getting out and trying to get their money and get out into Sydney and Melbourne or keep their wealth out of Hong Kong, out of China. That could be what's driving it up, what a lot of people are saying. Perhaps it is. So guys, let me know what you think in the comments. Like, share and subscribe. And I will see you all next time. Take care.